Welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. Joined by Local Joe. Local Joe, how are we doing, Broski? Awesome. It's volleyball central in my apartment tonight. Got all the games. NCAA Sweet 16 went for the women. You got professional games. Mm-hmm. Uncle Pat playing Blue mm-hmm. Bay tonight. So mm-hmm. all volleyed out, baby. Volleyball. A lot of big games volleyball. tonight. A lot of big games tonight. Well, I guess midday for other people. But we're also joined here by a special guest, just reoccurring host, uh, the frat president, the frat god himself, frat. Myers, aka Jake McSlunk, aka Jakey McSpanky. Jake, how we doing, man? Doing good, man. I don't know about all that frat president stuff, but <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> Bro, you told us this summer you're the frat president. That is so not true. You said that you're performing a coup on uh, the fraternity life. Yeah, I don't know about that. How's but the plan coming along? It's going great. Our president's literally right over there. We can grab him, you know. <laughs> See what he's gonna say. <laughs> just come back and it's yourself, just with a hat on. <laughs> I'm right here. Can can you can you please get the manager? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Right, I am the manager. All right, I'm the president again. All right, what's the business here today? <laughs> All right. Well, like Joe said, there's a lot of volleyball going on. If you haven't checked out our latest videos, go check our latest videos. We've been predicting. Uh, we did the round of 64, and then yesterday we did the round of 16, or two days ago we did the round of 16, and then every week we're going to be going live on YouTube, uh, announcing or our picks or whatever um, so far today. Uh, well, first off, I want to kind of start off with our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, sponsors here for Manscaped. As I say before, it's that time of season, boys. It's the time, tis the season to perform. The dads can't stop talking about it. The teens secretly want to buy this, and the women will love it. Let's talk about these Manscaped stocking stuffers. Number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. Number two, the Manscaped Cologne-Infused Body Wash. Number three, Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit. Four, Crop Mops Ball Wipes for your stinky balls or stanky balls. Number five, Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, salute-free, paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with Joe Hidden with the code. Volleyballs, all capital letters, as always. Use it. A you know. ton of people have used it. ton of people. Oh, yeah. People tell me all the time they're using it. For their stanky balls. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get something that you they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Alrighty. Well, like Joe said, we, there's been a lot of games going on. Um, first things first, Purdue is in. Uh, called that kind of a kind of a uh, what's it called can't come back from BYU. Like I said, when BYU is just not at home, they're just not the same. What can I say? You know, go use, go use. Even though BYU. Purdue. You know, Purdue pulled the inner Utah strength, even though Utah lost to him last week. But anyways, go use. And Purdue's raw, but that in Utah's not, so it's whatever. <laughs> what, All right, did that whatever, guy get man. the sign up though? The guy with the the volleyballs manscape sign. That was the Purdue game, right? The guy from the did he get it? No, up? he uh, is the Purdue game. Or Wasn't the Texas it? Game. Said he's gonna go hold a uh, manscape with our with our promo code up at the game. Uh, we got a check. I think it was Purdue. 
Not completely sure, but I think it was Purdue. We were not made aware. There has been no DMs or anything that, that happened, so. Same. Unfortunate. That's true. That would have been it, sweet, though. I feel like we can get to one of the final four. Like, get Jake at the final four just holding up a manscape. Yeah, getting people crazy. People have no, they just say volleyballs. You throw good volleyballs. People are like, what the f- is going on here? <laughs> they have no right, idea. Yeah, all the rowdy college students, just nuts. Because, I mean, if Ohio State's in the final four, which they could be, and Ohio State's still going to be in school that week, so all those students would be going crazy. And I think a lot That's of them true. have manscaped. I'm not going to lie. That's true. Hey, fat shout out, Jake. Again, you could you could get the chance of a lifetime uh, if you had the volleyball sign. Jake will come to your house with the lawnmower 4.0 and ball deodorant and give you a full manscaping. Anyways, Joe, let's kick it off here. I know you had a, a hot topic for us here. Um, let's kick it off. With what, what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about? Did I? I had to bring up because recently we've been in in practices. We've been split up and doing working with different pepper partners and two v two partners. And I want to talk about the prepper, the proper etiquette for peppering. Mm-hmm. I think there, is, I think there's a certain etiquette when peppering with it with one of your partners, and it starts with this. This is my number one rule: only give out what you can defend. There's so yeah. many opposites and middles that blast ball. I'm like you, you like for me as a setter, like I'll pick up a decent amount of those balls, but if you give it to me, you better be able to be able to take it back. And be able to play like but they dude it, that's one of the most annoying things for me like you better be able it's the golden rule just like the golden rule i don't know i don't know if there's any specials that you have but that drives me nuts also when you get super close just learn how to like if somebody tries to like control the ball like roll it in they miss I'm like, all right totally fine when they like come up to you but if they like just have no like spatial awareness that frustrates the hell out of me i don't know i had to bring this up because i see this there's so many issues with this. I'm like, bro, you just, you just gotta feel it out. You gotta have a feel for the pepper session. Every dude, pepper session is different. Dude, I feel I feel like a lot of time the middles and right sides don't have any control. This is what happens with a lot of like lower level like players or players that just don't have like a lot of ball control. They only have power. Was that they like I said they don't have that 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 roll shot to them. So all they can do is they can just they can only control it when they just rip the crap out of it. <laughs> And I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? They're like like five feet away from me, and they're just like blasting at my face. I get you, dude. That's another thing. I mean, dude, but, I mean, mean j- for me, about what I hate about peppering is when people try to do tempo setting, and they're just chucking the ball at you when you're trying to hit, and then you don't do good hits. Because I'm just like, dude, I'm not a hitter. I don't have very much control. So stop <laughs> chucking these sets at me like I'm going to freaking bang it back at you. I'm like, dude. And then they're like, dude, you just can't hit it at me. And I'm like, dude, give me a nice little high set, and I'm going to hit it right at you. But you're throwing it at me. And I'm like, dude, well, like, how am I? I'm trying to basically try to block it, but hit it back at them at the same time. I'm just like, all right, guys, like, come on. <laughs> Bro, the other thing is you just put it, like, put it at them. And in general, like, people will be able to play the ball up. Like, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, I'm kind of like repeating myself, but just be able to put the ball in the general area. And if it is, then that's all I ask for. That's all we ask for is pepper partners. I think that's also a very good rule for those listening. And if you're, if you're trying, maybe if, even if you are at the highest level or a high level, and if you're not at the high level, realize that people always ask us, oh, what can I do to, get better ball control what can i do to do better this starts with the small things like i'm working on stuff and i'm making sure my touches and pepper are like as perfect as they can be that's one thing i never realized until i got pros like even on the dive crazy plays every time you touch the ball 
It's not like, oh, throw it up in the air. It has to have a purpose. And as you get to a higher level, you'll notice that. So even when you're peppering, like, yeah, like let's say you just first get in the gym and you're just trying to get loose. And it might be not the best. But, like, as you get into it, like, again, for those listening, if you're trying to get better touch and better ball control all the way around, it starts with peppering. And it starts with, like, the, the beginning touches. And this is coming from a guy who never used to take practice seriously, sucked at practice, didn't care about practice. Now it's, like... It's it's such a high high stress envi- environment and just a very very crucial thing now for me. I don't I don't know how you feel about Joe and Jake. The other thing about controlling the ball is also controlling the ball is not jacking the ball to the ceiling. First yeah. of all, setters hate when you do that. Um, when you're peppering the part, your partner hates when you do that. Like having to set a ball that's jacked to the, like the roof is never fun and it just throws off the rhythm of everything. And it's not you don't have any control over that. Like, being able to do that doesn't like mean that you have ball control. So controlling the ball at a good height and stuff like that's also part of being able to have ball control. Um, not just like the target aspect, but the height of the ball, the tempo, the pace, like, all of that is super important. As you get a higher level, you watch Eric Shoji, his reception, and gauge, of course. But Eric Shoji oh, thanks, does yeah. this at a, does this at a, Eric Shoji does this at a really high level. It's like if you watch him pass balls, the trajectory is per, like the most perfect ball to set all the time there's never a ball that's just like I mean every once in a while you'll get a ball but it's majority of the time high 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 percentage of the ball it's just perfect trajectory everything's in rhythm the, the hitters are in rhythm with their approach like that people don't talk about that enough I feel like and so being able to do that in a pepper session too is super important being able to like keep the rhythm of it not just like I don't know that's why I'm always with the other setter and our pepper sessions are the best on our team Hands, it's not even close like he and I <laughs> Because setters are just really good at everything. What can I say? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I had to bring that up. I, I had that in my notes for some reason for a couple for a couple weeks, actually. I forgot to bring it up a couple times, but I had to say, bring that up. I remember you talking about this summer about how people, like, when they're receiving tossbins, just do, like, the thing where they lean back and go straight up. And I didn't really realize that as much until I started playing more this fall, and I see people do that. And I'm just like, dude. Like, I'm, I'm like... I don't double very often, but on those, I'll double way more often. And then I was thinking about it, like playing back home, like in the pack rim gym with the low roofs, you literally can't do that. Yeah. Like no. I've never, I haven't even that much exposure to that anyway. So it was just kind of, it was just weird. Just in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, Joe's literally telling me about this this summer. Dude, John Sprawhan and a lot of people who came and watched our team train when we were in club and see like the gym we practice in is literally a box. Like if you... There's around the size, it's, it's really small. So you have to have super, super good ball control if you want to be able to like play volleyball in that gym. And so, like you see it though, like all the guys who came um, out of there, like just are able to control balls in like smaller space at such a high level. Um, and you hear like the national team talk about it. You hear just like college coaches talk about like the guys that came from our program and stuff. Just the difference, and they actually reference they reference the gym all the time. They're like. Yeah, like Sealy, like Sealy at UCLA, he was like one of my best friends plays at UCLA, and she was like telling me like how Sealy was talking about this team that like was like smaller than a lot of people, but they were just ran a faster offense and they had better ball control. And then in her mind, I'm like, dude, it's Pack Rim. I was like, damn, that's kind of. She's talking about club team. Yeah. So yeah, the whole UCLA stuff came to our practice a couple times. Yeah, he's literally, he was like talking about you and Micah. Yeah, he was just like really? talking to all these girls about it. Like it was like no big deal. And all, like, 
and yeah like during practice and then it was like it was audrey pack and audrey's like all right yeah i know these guys <laughs> like i've played in that gym wow that's so cool that he mentioned me that's so sick wow thanks mike <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. mike gauge the janitor Dude, all right to get to give a like for those of Make you who haven't I don't think I don't think I have a picture on my I don't think I can pull up a picture here on my camera roll or anything like that. But literally, so it's it's short court. So one way you can serve you have about I would say I think I counted one time it was like eight or nine boxes, so we can only serve from one way. And on the other end, the receiving end or the other end of the the court, you have not even one full box. And that like so you can't you can only serve on one side. You have about three or four when I say box, I mean short court squares. And you have like three to four on one side and three to four on the other side. And that's basically the ball control area. And there's a net right there. It used to be a wall, but then there's a net. And literally, if you're middle back, you're like playing with your butt against the uh, a cement wall. So, and, and, and as I analyze my, because uh, like I said, I, I mean, I've been looking at a lot of my, what am I doing like now? Because like I said, I'm taking stuff more seriously when it comes to my touches and stuff. Like I realized like how much that, that the gym shaped you and like, and, and, and shaped me, I guess, you know, like my tendencies. For example, I never, like I said, I never pass high. In fact, Sometimes I pass too low, but it's always like very, very quick. Like I've never, uh, 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 and you were forced to always start like super deep on service receive, and that's something that I've noticed as well about why I do that. The one negative effect it's had is I think it took some of us a little longer to be able to like perfect like high ball setting. Yeah. Once we got yeah. to college, dude, because people are like high ball, high ball, and we still set like the same kind of tempo. And they're like, no, that's not high. I'm like, bro, just freaking go fast and go bang the ball, bro. <laughs> Stop freaking complaining about stuff. That's the other thing I hate. I it drives me nuts. Um, when haters like complain about stuff, I'm like, bro, just get your feet to the ball. Like, there's always a solution for every single ball. Like, if you, that's why. Uh, like this summer, like Gage and Micah, go watch the grass all from this summer. You watch Gage and Micah, and they're so good at being able to like every single set. They have a solution. Like, they're able to. Uh, have a solution for whether it's playing the block you like put there's so many different like ways to do stuff and some guys just you need to expand your horizon that's what peppering does 2v2 games all these small games you need to be able to do that so i don't know i brought that up we talked about something funny today too gage um the i don't know if anybody knows i hate may uh mayonnaise mayonnaise mm -hmm. however you pronounce yeah. it I mayo, mayo. I, mayonnaise. I cannot stand mayo. mayo this is totally on another uh another direction of topics but I can't stand it. I think it's the most disgusting thing ever. And I think today, Bobby Wagner, linebacker what? for the for the Seahawks, there was something I saw. He just talked about how he hates Mayo. I'm like, bro, that's freaking my, my guy. Even though I hate the Seahawks, like I, I <laughs> he and I connect on a spiritual level because I hate Mayo. And this summer, on our tour, um, every single time I even thought there might be Mayo, I'm like, no Mayo. And then there's sometimes like, oh no, there, there's no Mayo on us. I'm like, just be, there better not be, I swear. And we went to Jimmy John's. Um, no, I sent the guy. We were at Nationals yeah. in Kansas City. Dude. You can, yeah. you guys, you tell the story, Jake. You have yeah, the me best. And, me and Gage go to Jimmy John's. It's super hot. We walk over there. I'm complaining because I'm hungry, and it's like a far walk. And it wasn't that far. It was. Oh no, far. we went to the we went to that protein house first, and it was closed. So then we went yeah. to Jimmy John's. Yeah. Well, this is well beforehand. Joe had got a Jimmy John's sub right the day before because. Uh, well, he had a Jimmy John's sub, and he said no mayo, 
And they put a bunch of mayo on it. And the next day, we're like, okay, we got to go to lunch. We got to go to the protein house because we don't want to get Jimmy John's and Joe's mayo, even though we tell him no mayo. So we go to the protein house, and that was closed. And then we walked to Jimmy John's. Now you can continue. Yeah, but so we're there. And I tell the person, I'm like, no mayo, no mayo. <laughs> we finally get the sandwiches. I'm like, Gabe, dude, we got to check if there's mayo on this because I don't want to get if there's mayo on the sandwich. Dude, and Gabe, you were like, tweaking. Dude, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, let's just check. It's not that big of a deal. And you're like, dude, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, all right. So we bring it back. It's like a giant sandwich. Joe opens it, bruh. There's mayo on this. I'm like, no, was there? No, there wasn't. Guys. There was no yes, mayo. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Bro, I remember we triple checked. That was no. the first time no. at Jimmy John's. Oh, we that was the first, the first time. time. No, we no, 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 no. This is the second time we had Jimmy John's. You were you were Jake McTweakin', dude. We were literally walking there, and then you're like, bro, like I'm so hungry, bro. It's so hot. I'm like, bro, we're almost there. Chill out. And you're like, oh my god, man, I can't, I can't bring Joe's sandwich back with mayo. It's gonna kill me, bro. He's like, Jake McTweakin'. We get into the Jimmy John's. Jake's like, Jake literally says no mayo three times. Literally, like, you know, when you say, okay, at Jimmy John's, you order your, and then you go sit down. Jake was literally eyes on the guy at making this stuff, like, like eyeing this guy down to make sure no mayo. He sees him make the sandwich. He sees him wrap it. He unwraps it, undoes all the sandwich parts to make sure there's no mayo, puts it all back, give it to Joe. Just like, what the hell? Who ransacked my sandwich? Dude, I had to make sure, though. It was like, was bro, no mayo. Time. The first time when Joe literally just didn't touch the sandwich, he's like, "I'm not, I'm not eating. I don't care." <laughs> I'm not going I, I hate man, That's it. bro, and I he heavily respect that. Like the fact that you went, and I the fact that you went and checked that, heavily respect that. And I didn't know that you had done all that because I got the sandwich. Like, what the hell happened to this? Like they packages horribly. But then I found out what you did. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Jake's looking out for for your boy. So I that's appreciate true. that. But. That was a funny. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I saw something from Bobby Wagner, linebacker, the Seahawks. What do you, link, bro. Since we're, since we're on food and volleyball, what do you guys eat usually on a game day? Like, what's your typical game day food? Dude, so I've experimented with a couple of different things. One, like yeah. eating very light, and I end up getting lightheaded in every match that I don't eat a lot. And so I have to eat a. I have to eat healthy, but I have to eat a lot of food like before matches. So usually it's like a heavy amount of like oats and fruit. Uh, overnight oats and fruit and then usually like a big egg scramble with like some vegetables and on top of like sweet potatoes is what I eat most days and I find that like gets me through the matches and nope. the other really cool thing about my club is they have um, like on the bench they have like all these cut up fruits and then they have all these like snack bars and stuff for the whole match um, and they have different snacks like every match so they do a good job and I'm always like fueled I, I found out that like I have to make sure that I'm always give myself energy or else I'll get lightheaded for some reason in matches. So that's usually what I eat. I don't know. I mean, for me, I have really haven't played last year. No games, obviously, because of COVID. And then the year before was I was in high school and like the club tournaments, the classic club tournament diet. You get there 645, snack down a few of the chewy granola bars, mm -hmm. go do one, yep. and then eat a bagel and cream cheese. And then you're set for the whole day. No, and then you play your like pool play, and then you'll go and you'll eat whatever they give you. But what was always fire was the spam masubi that. Yeah. And dude. I was like, I'd chow that down, and then I'd be like, dude, I feel like crap. But there was one time where um, Fuqui's mom brought 
KFC to a tournament. For the like, for afterwards or before or during? No, no, right before a game. <laughs> and we're like, oh my god, this smells so good. So we all our coach was like, do not eat that. It was it was a high school game, and Dave was like, do not eat it. And we're all like, it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> we all we played terrible. <laughs> Dude, Gage, what, Gage, was so good though. Oh, bro, dude, Gage, you got to talk about when you eat on game days, and you got to talk about the freaking snack tables that we had for our tents. For oh yeah, oh yeah, dude, we had. All right, I'll, I'll get into what I eat first. So first things first, I didn't care what I ate on a game day. Whatever was in front of me, I would eat. I would eat cheeseburgers. I'd eat this. I I wouldn't even care. It never affected me ever. Like before, uh, before here, I don't think I have as strong of a stomach. Like I would eat. McDonald's, Costco food, then Panda Express at night, all in one day, in about a 12-hour period, and just flush through me, I'm good to go. I could go play a full match. Like I said, I'd be downing huge burritos literally 45 minutes prior to match time, and I'd be 100% okay. And, and like, so I would literally eat anything. Obviously, they fed us at Hawaii, and then here, what we eat, um, the morning of, I usually don't eat that much, maybe like banana or something like that, or, or yogurt. And then they give us potatoes, a big thing of chicken breast, and salad. And that's what we have. Um, and cheesecake. We always have a slice of cheesecake at the end, and it's delicious. Like a small slice. Um, and that's why down on a game day. But, like, literally, it never really mattered. I remember on the road, me and Micah, but when I was at uh, – uh, I'll, I'll get to the road, then I'll go to the club. But uh, on the road, me and Mike would literally just be downing anything. Usually I didn't eat anything, and then I'd take it – and then I'd play, like, ass the first couple matches, the first match. Then I'd take a nap. Then I'd eat something, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm good to go now, and then I'd start playing well. Um, so food never really affected me um, until now, I guess. I'm learning multiple things, but I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, but so we had uh, grandma. Uh, she was Jonathan Santos's uh, grandma, Grandma Fran. Uh, rest in peace. He's one and of our teammates, Jonathan exactly. Santos. Exactly. Jonathan Santos was our teammates, and this is when we were back in club. And Grandma Fran would get there. Let's say you have your first match at 8, right? We would have to be required to get there at 7 a.m. ready to go for an hour warm-up, play burn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for, by my dad, Roger Worsley. Grandma Fran would get there at the at the location at 4.30 a.m., sometimes maybe earlier sometimes, because she wanted to get that first spot. There's always that prime spot closest to the, the to in and out of the, the convention center, right, with the canopies. We had three canopies. And I mean, they put out full spread. Sometimes we had a whole hot dog, uh, like like a whole hot dog, like everything like that, chicken adobo, like constantly, like we had the best snacks. And since we were at the front, everyone had to walk by our tent. And everyone would walk by our tent and they'd just be like, oh my God. And they'd just be like drooling over our food and the smells. Like we had like mini we had barbecue. there. We all, yeah, yeah, exactly. We were always like, like barbecues, everything. It was crazy. Like we, like full, Breakfast like spreads like buffet breakfast buffet everything you can imagine we had like pink everything French toast pancakes Bacon eggs and that we were just absolutely going to town all day and then we'd go play and sometimes we'd be like Oh, but we'd play really well always. No, nah, we would never like that dude for us dude for us dude, I was I, <laughs> maybe you weren't They said I, had, I, I got a stomach. Dude, I was going oh. I was running around like a grandpa out there <laughs> <getting> Yelled at <laughs> No, no, oh, dude. I just ate three cheeseburgers. <laughs> dude, I couldn't eat any of it till afterwards because I'd be crapping myself and have diarrhea, and then I would have these sores in 
on my anus. I'm not even kidding. You guys want to hear this crazy story one time? Dude, okay. So listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. So obviously I played, we, I played on Joe's team and we were under the pressure of like, you can't, like there's no losing. Losing is never an option, right? So I always had a lot of like nervousness going into the games and it helped me. Like I wasn't like, oh, like freaking out, but it was like, so I couldn't eat the whole day. So I couldn't eat solid foods like the whole day, maybe gummy bears. So I would literally have this full spread. It's like you see in the movies, like the, the classic funny, like they have a full spread and they grab like a banana or something. Like same thing, I would eat these gummy snacks or maybe a smoothie throughout the whole day because I'd be so nervous I couldn't eat anything. I'd try and like put down a banana, i throw it back up, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, fast forward when we're in SoCal. One time when we're in SoCal, I was crapping myself so bad. I got a, it was a two day tournament. On the second day, Right before, right before we were gonna face Mason Tufunga and uh, what's his name, Gillette Davis Gillette Libero, uh, it got so bad I got a rash on in my butthole, and so what happened was I was like, Dad, like I can't move right now. Like it's like it's like really bad right there. Like I can't like I can barely walk without just like being in intense pain. It's like oh my god. So what I would have to do is. My mom gives me Neosporin. I had to run to the bathroom. I had to take swabs up and I had to put Neosporin in my, you know what? And that just didn't, it wasn't that. I went back to the court. I was like, it's not really there. 15 minutes until first serve. They're like, okay, go to the medical tent. I went to the medical tent. I explained my situation at hand that my anus was bleeding and I needed <laughs> a special kind of lotion so I could stick it up my butt. And I could, and I just remember, I still remember her face of just shock and horror as this 14 year old kid was explaining how <laughs> this, this crap was, this stuff was going down, downtown. Um, I remember she got the right lotion for me. And I remember I looked at the bathroom that was right next to the court and it was being swamped by a bunch of people. And I'm like, oh my God. So I had to go, I had to waddle all the way across. Again, 15 minutes until first serve. I had to waddle all the way across the convention center, find a bathroom with open stall, put everything up my butt. Then I, and I was like, okay, I feel a little cool, calm breeze. I run back, I play the whole match. And it was a third set. We won like 15, 13 in the third. Anyways, more of this. Exactly. Exactly. That's like the, <laughs> through adversity, uh, we found a way. Um, so yeah, but comment below what you guys usually eat during the matches and what do you guys do usually eat during game day? Um, I've, sometimes I get a little crazy here. Sometimes I go to the, we, we call stores here, magazines, magazines, that's what they're called. Like the like the small stores and like, they, they have a bunch of like street market stores and stuff like that here. And sometimes I go a little crazy to the protein bar. So I've been calming down on those, especially when I'm about to visit my broski in Germany over there. But this is going to be a short episode today. Uh, Jake, Jokesy, thanks for hopping on. Always a pleasure. Um, hopefully I come out victorious in this whole bracket, but. We'll be hopping on again for the Elite Eight and who we think are going to the Final Four this upcoming weekend. If you haven't already, check out our merch. Again, uh, the new drop came on, and link's in the bio for the merch and everything like that. Volleyball. Jake, yeah. who's your early favorite for the men's national championship? Ooh. This is a good one. I don't know. I think BYU is going to be really good again. No. I don't want them to win. Gage, it's not you, bro. It's Jake. Let Jake talk. I think BYU is going to be really good. I think UC San Diego could be a sleeper, but I think Santa Barbara is going to take it this year. Santa Barbara? Who do they have? Joe, shut up. This is Jake's. Jesus. (laughs) No, I'm asking. I honestly have no idea, but they've been good the past few years. They've been getting better and better. 
And sorry, guys, Hawaii is not gonna be as good as they were last year. And Hawaii's probably gonna be better than Santa Barbara. Really? Yeah. I prom. I'm not even involved. Gage, do you I, know that Gage for sure? I do yeah, know. I know that. I've crunched. I, any- I, I actually know-, know that. I know that. I know that for a fact. Okay. Well, I don't know anything, but Santa Barbara's gonna be good. Hawaii will be good. I have no idea about Long Beach. And UCLA might contend this year, but knowing UCLA, probably not. You want me to name? Do you want me to name who the favorite's gonna be? Yeah. UCLA, I heard, is supposed to be according to Mac May. <laughs> according to Mac May, they're taking it all. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't know enough about it right now, but I think San Diego is gonna be good this year. I don't think they're gonna win it all, but I think they're gonna be really good. Okay, this is how it's going down here, because I have inside sources. Just kind of inside sources, but I just. I just know because I played them. Long Beach will be the favorite. They got a Bulgarian. I'm not even kidding. Freshman or a freshman Bulgarian. He'll be player of the year one of these years. Very, very, very good. Spencer Olivier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They got plenty and plenty of good players. Okay, they're going to be the favorites. Then also you have the sleeper, San Diego. I agree with you on that one. Um, Santa Barbara will be about third or fourth along with Hawaii for in, in the Big West. When it comes to the MPSF, Top teams out of there are going to be Pepperdine and then UCLA. But I don't think – I still think Long Beach are going to be ahead of those. And then don't forget about the East Coast. Penn State is a sleeper, but they won't be a sleeper as soon as the season starts because they're going to be beating everyone. And they'll return everybody from last year um, that they had in – I think they made the final – no, no, they made the, the Sweet Six or I don't know, the, the, the Final Five. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Fab Five. If it's anything, it's yeah. the Fab Five. Yeah, exactly. No, the final well, five. The final six. You, you can't have five teams. Final five teams. You have to have an even number. No, dude. Because six. Think about it. No, no, no. No, it is. Just six, bro. No, no, no. It, the, dude, six. it was. Dude. It it's... has to be six. Yeah, because two people get a first round bye. Six teams make it. Either in yeah. the six. You're right. Or you're right. You're right, cut. You're right, Blair. Um. Anyway, so that's that's who they got, and I think that I'm gonna stay at final. And uh, that's just how it's going down. You heard it here first, first uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Insider. Exactly. Gage bombs. Gage bombs. <laughs> a Worsley. A Worsley. No, there's nothing to it. All right, anyways. Thanks for hopping on, boys. It's getting late here. You know what happens when it gets late. Gage is real weird as soon as he starts opening his mouth. Um, just remember, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Power Assist.